And hello, Cleveland, and hello, New England, and welcome to Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am the host of Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate. I cover the Patriots for FullPressCoverage.com, which is where you can always find my written work. And you can reach out to me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And be sure to follow Locked On Patriots on Twitter at L-O underscore Patriots. Uh, Mike, it's a pleasure to join you here. Obviously, Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns at Jeff underscore L-J underscore Lloyd. Um, obviously really close with the former host here. Um, heard really good things about how, you know, what you're doing so far with the show. Um, I know it's always tough to do because obviously the Browns already played two Monday night games. These crossover Wednesdays are a little bit tough when you're almost a little bit less than 24 hours removed. But uh, looking forward to talking about this. And, you know, this is a game for us, you know, Browns wise, we've had, you know, etched in stone since the schedule came out. Look, you don't know, you know, the measure of the metal. If you're in the AFC and it's been this way for darn near 20 years is how do you stack up against the New England Patriots? So we're going to get going to that here a little bit. Mike, first and foremost, we'll start here. This Patriots defense, look, Tom Brady and this offense for years has done some really, really exceptional things. This defense right now, uh, through seven weeks, the highest point differential ever. Uh, I was doing a show earlier with one of the guys from PFF. They would be, they are currently the number seven overall scoring player in fantasy football. A defense through seven weeks, Mike. What is going on there? Well, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And first of all, Jeff, definitely I want to thank you for the kind words. And it is my honor to be uh, joining you on the microphone today as well to break down this game. This has been one I've been looking forward to. A lot of people in New England have as well. So with that being said, the Patriots defense. I opened my show uh, yesterday on Locked On and I said that this team is being called the boogeymen. And that's self-professed. Uh, Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower kind of took the ball with that and started professing their defense to be the boogeymen. And they actually did on Monday night make... <laughs> and I still yep. can't believe he was able to say this. They made Sam Darnold think he was seeing ghosts. And all right, I know it was figurative, and I know the social media had a ton of fun with that, but this is a formidable defense. Look, the reason why they're doing this is because they are stout in all three phases of the defense. The front seven has been phenomenal. They've had guys like especially Danny Shelton coming in, who Cleveland fans know well. This is a guy that came in last year, was not a big contributor to the New England Patriots. As a matter of fact, he was a healthy scratch more often than not. He lost some weight this year, worked on the playbook, really, really put his nose to the grindstone and got to be such a key contributor on this on this defensive line. And he's been tremendous at nose tackle. You put him alongside guys like Adam Butler and Lawrence Guy, who have been absolute studs. They have been able to clog the middle and contain the run. On the defensive end sides, they've gotten great production out of guys like Chase Winovich, guys like John Simon. Uh, these guys have been able to rush the passer, get after, and even drop back into coverage a little bit with the linebacking core. And the linebacking core has been phenomenal. Jamie Collins, again, another name that Cleveland fans know very well, really making a case for Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. He has been a real key catalyst in waking up the linebacking core, which was already formidable last year when you take a look at guys like Dante Hightower, Jawan Bentley, Alandon Roberts has been huge in being able to stuff the run. 
what they're doing is not necessarily confusing people with all these different types of schemes. What they're doing is very simple, but they're doing it in a very efficient way. They're stacking the box. They're allowing the linebackers to run free, get after the passer. And what that's doing is that's allowing the secondary then to play lockdown man coverage. Stephon Gilmore has been phenomenal at corner. J.C. Jackson has been very good in the second year player coming in. He's grown by leaps and bounds. The safety position with Devin McCourty and Patrick Chung's been injured a little bit here and there, but Deron Harmon has stepped up nicely. They've just been so stout in all three phases of the defense. So it's been very, very tough for teams to be able to score points. And because they're forcing turnovers, they're putting points on the board. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's scary in its task, especially when the Browns are coming into this with two and four. And you talk about, you know, have that little, you know, Rutgers trio in the secondary where obviously you have no questions about and obviously a lot of it can be done just with looks when these guys know each other like they do uh you know and, and obviously so there's three former browns um and again new england and bill belichick they've always known how to make jamie collins you know basically uh, the queen if you're going to go with the chess piece you know and i had talked about this earlier today in the show i did is the thing with Jamie Collins and one of the reasons they, you know, did trade him and move on from him in New England was you had your questions about, you know, where he was as far as, you know, love of the game. And this happens. Look, some of these guys played the game just because they're really good at it and it's their best opportunity to make a ton of money. But Bill was always smart with, you know, a player who maybe you had questions about how engaged they were was always mixing up what they did. So they didn't have a choice. You know, you were either cut. Or you were engaged, and that's where Jamie Collins, who was so versatile, which we never truly saw in Cleveland, and you know there were weeks where Jamie Collins was a great line, and then the weeks where he wasn't. But we never saw the player that Jamie Collins has ever been in New England, where it was okay, maybe you know, wow, this week he was effective as a pass rusher. The next week, oh look at that, he took a good tight end out of the game, or oh wow, now he's really you know now he's taking a running back out of the passing game because he's really good with that. We never got to see that product of Jamie Collins. Um, offensively, we're rolling in here. Um, wounded dog, I would say, is a little bit of what's going on with the offense right now. Nick Chubb has been fantastic, fabulous. And just so you know, Mike, you know, uh, my normal co-host that I have on every, you know, almost every day, Pete Smith, we argued Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb ad nauseum for months. And I was a, <laughs> so- I was a Sony guy. Pete was a Nick Chubb guy. I think we got the better of that deal. Sony's found, obviously, a way to be a solid contributor for New England in that respect. Uh, But getting back to the offense here, um, you know, the Browns are now in the advantage where they're coming off the bye. Uh, They've gotten some tough luck as far as, you know, teams coming off the Thursday night game, teams coming off the bye, Um, you know, having to play the short week, which the Patriots are going to do this week. What is the biggest concern Pay, uh, you know, defensive wise about, you know, because there isn't really been a lot of great stuff this offense has put together yet. There's a lot of skill with this Browns yet. There's been issues from the, you know, from the calls from up top down to the coach, the stuff on the field. It's not ever really hit it's hit the ground running yet other than Baltimore. We haven't seen the best this Browns offense can be. Who knows when that will exactly come. But what is what, what's the first thing you try to take away? What do you worry about? I mean, obviously the defense is playing very well in New England. What is the concern? What are you trying to take away? Well, 
If I'm the Patriots' defense, you have to try to take away the run because Cleveland, as you said, has run the ball very effectively this year. Nick Chubb especially averages 5.3 yards and 114 carries this season, fourth in the league with 607 yards, six touchdowns. The Patriots' defense has played phenomenal, and we've gone into that ad nauseum, but if there is one area that they are able to at least, or the Browns, I should say, are at least able to make a little bit of headway, it would be in the run defense. Don't forget, Frank Gore topped 100-yard mark when the, uh, the the Buffalo Bills played the New England Patriots a few weeks ago, just uh, you know, a couple of nights ago when we saw Le'Veon Bell in the Jets, and that was a disastrous game for the New York Jets. But people forget that he had 70 yards on just 15 attempts. So if I'm the Browns, I want to establish Chubb early and often, and that might be one way for the Browns to avoid the turnovers that have plagued the team and really uh, the Patriots have preyed upon. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm looking to contain Chubb. I'm looking to make sure that Nick Chubb is not the guy that's going to hurt me. The New England Patriots, I think they need to be a little bit better up front and not allow Cleveland to control the ball on the ground. Based on the way the defense is played as a whole, it's hard to imagine the Browns having success if Chubb is held in check. So at that point, I'm thinking if I'm the Patriots, that's the guy I need to keep and that's the guy I need to lock down. It almost sounds ridiculous thinking about what this team was going to be early on this year and saying you may rather have Baker Mayfield try to beat you through the air than have Nick Chubb beat you through the ground. But I think the way the season's gone and the way the Patriots' defense has gone, I think that's the key. So that's a concern of mine. If I'm a New England Patriots um, you know, coach or anybody on that staff, that's what I'm looking for in the room this week. Yeah, and this is something we've actually harped on on the show, and it's it's weird to say when you have Baker with all the success he had as a rookie, and you know Jarvis Landry, and obviously they missed Richard Higgins, Antonio Callaway had a suspension issue. Um, you lost David Njoku, but you kind of got that part receiving wise replaced with Ricky Seals Jones, who's done a fantastic job and was a kind of a big surprise as far as what you got out of him. But the moment you lost David Njoku, Ricky Seals Jones was the only guy in the room that could do something at the tight end position as a receiver. And he's shown that, but you know, and it's weird for us to say with all of this deep amount of skill they have is you need to get everything going through Nick first, because you know, if everybody's going to have their eyes on him and he's been Nick Chubb, he's just a pleasure to cover. Um, He's just the consummate pros pro. Um, They had him mic'd up for the Raven game. If he said four words, maybe, um, (laughs) The guy just goes about his business and, and you know does his due diligence and, and just works hard. And I, I completely agree. It's you know get Nick going so at least you have the thought of now where are you concerned about okay well, well we gotta try to take him away, which should ease up the coverage hopefully. But it, 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 it it's just crazy that we're even like this is the way it is. But Nick Chubb is the key to the Browns' offense. As he goes, so goes that offense. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and especially when you think about how well the Patriots are playing in the secondary and the interceptions that they're able to come down with. And we saw this in the Monday nighter. We've seen it routinely over the course of this year. The secondary is able to force turnovers and they're able to get up into coverage and be able to pick off quarterbacks especially young quarterbacks and not that I'm trying to hit Cleveland below the belt here folks I'm certainly not but no quarterback has thrown more interceptions this season than Baker Mayfield he's got 11 of them so 
again, I that's why I, if I'm the New England Patriots, the guy that I want to control is Nick Chubb. I think that the Patriots secondary can match up with some of the offensive weapons, and they do have great yeah, offensive sure. weapons in Cleveland. Uh, you know, obviously Odell Beckham Jr., there's no question about it. He is an otherworldly talent. Jarvis Landry is excellent. Ricky Seals-Jones subbing in for David Njoku. You mentioned him as well. These are guys that can definitely hurt you, but the Patriots do have the personnel in the secondary to be able to match up or at least try to neutralize that. If Nick Chubb can get in and get going, that may open up things for Cleveland in play action. Very similar to the way the New England Patriots run their offense, and we'll get to that in a minute, I'm sure. But to me, again, that's the key for the New England Patriots defense because on the defensive side of the ball, when it comes to the passing attack of the Cleveland Browns, I like the way the Patriots are able to utilize that matchup. Yeah, well, uh, you know, for everyone listening, we're going to slowly, uh, you know, flip it up here, obviously, and go Browns D, uh, you know, Patriots offense. Um, the one thing, and this is something that really hasn't happened through six games, and it's going to have to happen this week for the Cleveland offenses. There's got to be some sh- shots downfield. We talk a lot, you know, on the show when people get confused, you know, where Baker's, you know, trying to hit a home run. You know, trying to hit a home run is trying to escape an empty pocket or trying to find any way of success where Tom Brady for years has said, look, it ain't here. I'm going to throw the ball to Bill Belichick. I'm going to throw it at somebody's feet and we'll live to fight another down. Baker's been a little, you know, trying to do too much, essentially trying to hit the home run, but there's been not much deep vertical stuff. And that's something they really need to do. And look, I don't know if it's going to succeed, but this could be the week where they try to try it, and that's kind of what you brought in 13 and Odell Beckham Jr. for. So it'll be interesting how it plays out, but they got to take a couple of deep shots here because they've got people stacking their coverage and not taking a lot of responsibility for deep zones. The Browns got to do something to at least challenge those zones to make things a little easier for Baker. Absolutely, and I completely agree. And it's great that we were able to get some of the uh, offensive skills and the offensive strategy of the Cleveland Browns. We're going to flip the tables in a little bit, and we're going to go into the offensive strategy of the New England Patriots and how that formidable Cleveland defense is going to be able to contain Tom Brady and company. However, before we do so, I just wanted to remind you that any athlete will tell you you can't succeed unless you're in the game. Sounds simple, right? It is. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game, and we expect him to do that on Sunday. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all of your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all of your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win. 
you get paid. And again, I am Mike DeBate, and I am the host of Locked On Patriots, here with Jeff, who is the host of Locked On Browns. And Jeff, we talked a little bit about the Cleveland Browns offensive strategy and how they're going to try to attack what has been a very, very stout Patriots defense, top-ranked defense in the league. Cleveland boasts some defensive stars of their own, and the New England Patriots offense has not been lighting the world on fire, despite them putting up a first in the league at 31.9 points per game, they've struggled to move the ball at times and they tend to go in spurts. So if you're the Cleveland Browns right now and you're taking a look at what Tom Brady and the New England offense brings to the table, as a, as a Cleveland defensive strategist, what are you looking to take away most from the Patriots and where do you see them being able to make plays and maybe even force the Patriots into some turnovers? For the first time since week two, the Cleveland Browns should be returning their starting quarterback duo. Um, it was weird how it all went down. They practiced after the Monday night game against the Jets. Next thing you know, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams were nursing hamstring injuries. Um, a lot of Browns fans have gotten a little upset with both players. And look, a hamstring, it, it's a killer injury. There's no way to rate it. Um, yeah, it, it, it sucked to lose these guys for four weeks. But, I mean, it was just a situation in the hand that they were dealt. Uh, they will both be back this week. Uh, Denzel Ward, you look at Julia, Julian Edelman, that should be a much better matchup than TJ Carey or Terrence Mitchell. Uh, Greedy Williams was extremely well grading as far as you know the folks over at PFF, and it really showed very well through two weeks. Getting him back, whether it's a Josh Gordon, whether it's maybe a Mohamed Sanu who's now part of this fold, um, it's going to be a big addition. It's going to add a lot to their secondary um, first things first, though, and most importantly, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at that offensive line. Miles um, Garrett, obviously Bill Belichick, you know, he always speaks well of any opponent he's going to face, uh, spoke well of Miles Garrett today. Miles um, Garrett, it, it's weird and it's crazy because when he, you know, he there's a lot of games where he might be the most athletic player on the field. And it could be the case this this week. Um, obviously, you know, Bill is, you know, no sucker he has he knows what he's doing and there'll be a lot of focus there but they did a great job lengthening this defensive line Larry Ogunjobi does not get spoken of a, a, a lot but he is a really really good interior defensive player who has grown more into a pass rusher as opposed to being quick off the snap in you know obviously uh, run play Sheldon Richardson you know he's played outside he's played hand in the dirt he's played stand up um, playing on the interior, very quick player. I would say we haven't gotten the full return on Sheldon Richardson yet, but, uh, you know, has a history here with the Patriots, you know, and, and played him a bunch. I'm sure he's looking forward to this matchup. Olivier Vernon has been a really nice addition completing this defensive line. Look, if there's one thing, and, and the only knock you can literally say about Tom Brady, uh, the guy's, you know, 42, he's still good looking. His wife is banging <laughs> He's got he's got more rings than most people almost have fingers at this point. One thing that he doesn't have is much mobility. He's got quick and he's great with his step up. But, you know, but but other than that, there's not much mobility. Let these young guys go after him and with better coverage with Greedy and Denzel returning this week. And look, it's going to be a little bit of a mixed bag because you're not sure if you're going to get Josh Gordon. You have no idea where Mohamed Sanu on a short week's going to factor into this. I'm sure there's going to be some 
you know, gimmick looks, or at least, you know, Muhammad's going to be lined up somewhere where it's going to give off a gimmick look because, you know, Bill is the ultimate chess player in that respect. But that defensive line, go get 12. And it's not like it's, you know, a a great offensive line. They're not that maybe one of the weaker points of this team. And it kind of shows in the yards per carry as well. Um, Go get 12. Uh, That's, that's the recipe on defense is go get 12. And look, you know, if you can get it early and you can get it often and other things click, the Patriots won't care if they're only seven and one. They truly won't. They're smart enough to go fight another day. Um, but you get Tom hurt and Tom hot early and you don't get after Tom early. It's going to be a long day for anybody. Yeah, without question. And I'm glad that you brought that because that does lead me into uh, my point in terms of what I'm looking at from a Patriots offensive standpoint and what's giving me fits in this game. And that really is the Cleveland pass rush. And that really has been their their stalwart of their defense. Their secondary really has been riddled with injury, and there's no question about that. And they've done a fairly you know decent job, I think, of keeping the ship afloat during injuries to guys like Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. You mentioned this. It's definitely a concern of theirs. The Patriots opened the Jets game with one of their most impressive drives of the season before falling off thereafter. A lot of that is due to some inconsistencies on the offensive line, the Patriots offensive line, I mean. They're getting a little bit better. It's been makeshift. Don't forget, they're missing Isaiah Wynn, their starting left tackle. They're missing yep. David Andrews, their starting in Pro Bowl center, one of the team captains. Teddy Karras has stepped into that role, done a nice job, but they're still missing Andrews. Marcus Cannon's been banged up on the right side, so they have some moving parts and some new guys that have been slowly working their way into this offensive line. And look, Dante Scarnecchia, who is the uh, Patriots offensive line coach, is among the best to ever coach offensive football in I I think in in really in NFL history. He's been phenomenal, but there's only so much that you can do with the talent there. So the Patriots beefing up on some of their skill positions. They brought in Mohamed Sanu. That should add some depth to the receiving core. Even if, like you said, he's not quite up to speed for the Cleveland game, you might get some tricky looks or whatever from Bill Belichick. We know that Mohamed Sanu is not above dropping back and throwing a pass. He's thrown some touchdown passes. We've seen him do it before. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be looking for the trickery in this game, but you never know. Just when you think that the Patriots are not going to do something, they usually do it, and vice versa. <laughs> So um, Julian Edelman has been banged up, and I've said over and over again on Locked On Patriots, every time the guy makes a catch, you see him get up and wince. It looks like he is in a lot of pain, but he's still playing hard, and he's still toughing it out and gritting it out, and it's amazing what he's been able to do. Rookie undrafted free agent Jacoby Myers has had quietly three very good games in a row, and that continued on Monday night against the Jets. This kid is the real deal. He's got great field position and great field presence. He knows how to get open, and he knows how to make catches in the open field. So if he can get some action in the slot, that could help, especially a guy like Philip Dorsett, who's nursing a hamstring injury. The Patriots are going to have to try to avoid the pass rush. That is the most important thing. The offensive line needs to do a good job of protecting him because if him being Brady, because if Tom Brady is protected, I do believe he's got the weapons now to be able to challenge the Cleveland secondary. If the offensive line struggles to protect Tom Brady and that pass rush can get after him, this could get very, very interesting in Foxborough on Sunday and Cleveland could start smelling blood in the water. If things start going bad on an offensive end for the Patriots. Uh, you know, look, it, it is a huge one. It's a key one. Um, for me, one of the biggest concerns 
and I, I think it's you know the wide receiver core. It's good. You don't really know essentially what's coming, but for me, it's the headache that is you know James White and the Browns linebackers. You know Joe Schobert has been a phenomenal coverage linebacker for the last two years. This year, that is one thing where his game has been lacking, which is surprising. And I am a huge Joe Stan. Um, give him an extension tomorrow. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to grade him off of a few games this year, as opposed to the sum of Ben has been his career, but James white. I mean, he's just, he's just literally a PIA as far as what he can do and what he brings. And it's not like it's fooling anybody. You watch it on film all week. And that's where you truly get a merit of a player is, you know, exactly what they're going to do to you, but yet still, they eat your lunch and you can't stop it. That's <laughs> it, absolutely true. It really, really is. And again, I do believe that you hit the nail right on the head when it comes to that. The Cleveland Browns are definitely going to need to utilize those looks in order to make sure that the Patriots are not able to advance the ball. And James White is very, very good at being able to get open in the backfield and catch passes. We've seen him do that. Sony Michelle, not as adept to doing that. Now, Sony has been, and you mentioned Sony Michelle earlier, and that, you know, you guys probably did get the better of the two. I would probably agree with that. And I am a Sony guy. I actually scouted him as a potential pick for the Patriots when he came out in the draft a couple of years ago because he is that type of back that Bill Belichick loves. His decision-making has been a little suspect, and that's where you can look to contain Sony. He hasn't necessarily been great at receiving in the backfield. He worked on that during training camp. We saw him in the Monday night game try to make a reception terrible drop and you didn't see that again that's the easiest way to get into the bill belichick tom brady doghouse is drop yep. something wide open or one and fire td exactly that's it and all of a sudden it's like no nope, okay not going there anymore not going to do that sony does have some quickness coming off the block he is able to if he can find the hole he can get yards and we've seen him do it and be effective but he hasn't done it consistently so that's going to be a key for the New England Patriots is trying to advance the ball with the run game, get the running game going early because that opens up play action for the Patriots. And if you can open up play action for this New England Patriots offense, it really changes the complexity of the game. Tom Brady can start picking his targets, use, utilizing the short pass and play action, advancing the ball. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the Patriots were at your their opponent's 30-yard line, and the next thing they know, they're right down there ready to, uh, uh, to, to you know, punch it in from the goal line. So that's going to be a big key. And again, I, I think you did hit the nail right on the head. Look for White to be a big part of the offense if the Patriots are going to advance and going to have an easier time on Sunday. It's, it, it's going to be interesting. They're just a, a diverse group, and they kind of do a little bit of everything well, this Patriots offense. And even though they are behind what their defense is doing right now, is nobody is sleeping on Tom Brady in the Patriots offense. Well, I'm sure there are some national pundits that are trying to, uh, you know, poke, uh, poke holes in the proverbial armor of the old grizzled 42-year-old veteran. But no, in all actuality, I mean, there's always a ton of respect throughout the league. And I know that, you know, regardless of his age or whatever, the experience that Tom Brady brings to the table is definitely paramount. And look, there is a lot of talent on the Cleveland side of the ball as well. Miles, you mentioned Miles Garrett. And Bill Belichick always does praise his opponents. It's a hallmark of what he does. 
I can assure you from having covered the team that it does come from a, a definitely a, um, a sincere place. A lot of people roll their eyes when he criti- when, he, when he'll, he'll praise every team that he plays. But Bill Belichick sees things in players and in teams that the average football fan and the average media person does not see. <laughs> yeah, I always yep. said I, I use the the analogy that Bill Belichick has forgotten all football than I'll ever know in my lifetime. So you know if he well, does I'll come see in, I'll something, just come, yeah. I'll, I'll come in with this one real quick. What I always say about Bill Belichick, and obviously, you know, with his roots here in New Jersey with the Giants and brief tenure with the Jets is, Bill Belichick will beat you on Sunday. He'll come back next Sunday with your 53. He'll give you his 53, and he'll beat you again. <laughs> playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers and that is the moniker yep. around here and uh you know i can assure you like i said having watched this team cover this team yeah it's pretty accurate folks he uh, he's he's very very good at what he does and again you're hearing mike debate of locked on patriots jeff lloyd of, of locked on browns and this has been a blast so far jeff and we're going to give our keys to the game and our predictions in just a moment when we wrap up our crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But before I proceed with that, I wanted to take a moment just to address all of you guys out there. And ladies, you'll appreciate this too. Now, this is a topic that is often taboo, but always commands your attention. And that is performance in the bedroom. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as the well-known name brands, so you know they work. Sports fans love using the word explosive, and Blue Chew is that and more. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Jeff, it has been a blast sharing the microphone with you here with Locked On Patriots crossover with Locked On Browns. It's about that time, my friend. We're going to offer our key matchups, our keys to the game, and our final game predictions. So, I turn the microphone over to you, my friend. From a Cleveland Browns perspective, what can we expect and what is your prediction for Sunday's game? The, the key is going to be for the Cleveland offense. I, I think the defense, and this has been the case for you know almost all of this, you know, obviously, you know, San Francisco gashed them in the run game. I don't think New England has the offensive line to gash in the run game. And obviously, you know, New Orleans had their strugglers struggles in the run game to this point. So I, I'm not too concerned on the defensive side of the ball. It, the play calling needs to be right. It needs to come in in a timely fashion. Um, there's so much where Baker's getting to the line of scrimmage with five, six seconds. And if you're see, continuing to see looks of disguised coverage, how do you do that? How do you combat that? With more time, you run motion, you force people to tip their hands. They need to get more into that. This was huge with what made Freddie so successful in 2018, which led him to getting this head coaching job. Uh, Move people around. 
make things easier for Baker to diagnose. They've got to get chunk plays other than the run game. You can't just rely on Nick Chubb to get you two 30-yard runs a game to be enough to make a difference. This is why you brought Odell Beckham Jr. here. They need to you know, go to the deeper vertical, more challenging routes where even, look, I mean, look, at worst you get a pass interference, if anything. You need to challenge these guys. And, look, I know the coverage grades of these Patriot defenders, and they are through the stinking roof. <laughs> but guys who cover this well, how do you challenge them? You make them vulnerable. You you make it big play. You know, any slight mistake, even if it's a hand on a hip or whatever, it's, you know, it's it's a huge shift in field position. It's a huge shift in momentum. Uh, Baker, we'll see how he, you know, did he take the bye week and, you know, relax and, and try to get himself back to his comfort zone and not try to hurry everything. Just it needs to get back to a better pace offensively. Like I said, the defense, I'm, I'm okay with where they're at. I really am. And especially with you're going to get Denzel and Greedy back here. You're going to have a full complement on defense. And this is the deepest complement they probably had as far as roster players on defense that they trust in probably years now. I can't just say you're going to go into New England and win. Um, i normally pretty positive in my predictions. I think the game's going to be a lot closer than the current 12 and a half points. 12 and a half point spread says it currently is right now. Mm-hmm. If they do what they're supposed to do on offense, but that's the key right now. And it's weird because I didn't think I'd be saying, you know, anywhere at all. The point of this season is, well, if the offense does this, we always figured it would be maybe the defense or the special teams where two rookies are manning their posts and doing it well. If they can do what this offensive talent wise and, you know, the skill players they have, if they do what they're supposed to do, they can play with anybody. So I think they can keep it close. Obviously, you know, you had mentioned earlier whether or not you can get New England to some turnovers, which could maybe cause something, which could maybe turn it into a Browns win. But it's really tough to ask this team right now at two and four and kind of just trying to figure it all out with a new coaching staff and, you know, a head coach who's never been a head coach anywhere before to go in and, you know, knock the, you know, the head off the dragon, so to speak. I I think it'll be a good showing, though. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that the Cleveland Browns right now will present will present a test to the New England Patriots on Sunday. And even at the record of two and four, Cleveland still possesses a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. We've gone over the talent that they have on the defensive side of the ball, whether it be with Denzel Ward in the secondary or whether it be with Miles Garrett up front. It's a situation where they do have defensive playmakers, especially a formidable pass rush that can force turnovers. If they can get after and put pressure on Tom Brady and utilize that pass rush, which has been very good this season, then they could look to do just that. If I'm the New England Patriots, to me, there are two keys to the game. One is Nick Chubb. And yes, I know Nick Chubb is a Cleveland Brown, but they need to contain him. The Patriots defense needs to be able to stop him and not prevent him from gaining yards on the ground. You don't want to give Baker Mayfield and that uh, wide receiving core an opportunity to open up the field, allow him to start maybe hitting short passes and play action, and then go for the big chunk plays down the field because they do have the receiving core to do that. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the best in the league at being able to get open downfield 
field and make things happen. So the Patriots, if they can contain Nick Chubb and not allow him to gain huge yardage on the ground, then they can control the tempo from a defensive standpoint. On the Patriots' offensive standpoint, my key to the game is James White. And, Jeff, you alluded to this earlier. James White is so much of a key in what the Patriots do offensively. And especially with Rex Burkhead banged up, we don't know if he's going to be able to go. He's missed the last three weeks. Josh Gordon is still dealing with knee and uh, and uh, injuries and also an ankle injury. He's a name Cleveland Browns fans know very well as well. But these guys are banged <laughs> up. So utilize a guy like James White in the backfield. You may even see him carry the ball a little bit. If Sony Michelle struggles to get open, James White is still an, a, a very adept runner. He's more of a threat catching passes out of the backfield and opening things up for the Patriots play action, but he's still a guy that can run the football. So if he's a focal point of this offense and they can get him going, that opens up a lot and it takes a lot of pressure off Tom Brady. It allows him to be able to pick his targets and if Brady's able to sit back with time in the pocket and pick his targets, could be a long day for the Cleveland Browns. But again, it depends on the offensive line. If the O-line struggles, the Patriots are going to have to utilize a guy like White to get quick passes. Brady gets the ball out of his hand quickly, and they can make things happen in that way. I see that being more of a likely scenario than Brady getting major protection from the offensive line and having tons of time in the backfield hasn't really happened much this season at all. And against a very formidable Cleveland pass rush, I don't see it happening on Sunday. Uh, that's, you know, I mean, that should be the key. And uh, I think, you know, their initial thought process was, well, you know, when they drafted greedy Williams is all right. Now the coverage should be tight enough. The defensive line should eat, and now for the first time after four games in five weeks, they're hopefully going to get to see the fruition of it. You know, hopefully Steve Wilkes will understand that, you know, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward are better man covers coverage guys than they are zone, um, and this may be the week to show that. And it'll be interesting because we haven't seen either of these two corners now in well over a month. Uh, so that should hopefully be a key. But, you know, I mean, again, you're going in and you're – it's a measuring stick. You're going to play the team that everybody expects every year, year in, year out, is at minimum going to play for, you know, the AFC championship. So, uh, you know, but look, it's, you know, it's time. You can't, you, you can't run from this. Uh, you know, you're going to face big brother. You're going to face the, you know, the elite of the elite in your conference. You know, Browns need this. If anything, at worst, they need a good showing. They need a positive showing. Um, second half schedule is certainly formidable and it, it, it looks pretty good on paper, but, um, you can't have your second blowout within three weeks. Yeah. And I think so. And I do, again, I do agree that this is probably going to be a closer game than the 12 and a half point spread that's currently put out right now. I think these two teams are a little more evenly matched than maybe initially thought. I think a lot of people are looking at the win loss columns and saying, Oh, okay. Seven and oh, two and four. Yeah, this is it. This is what the, the spread is going to be. I look for a closer game than that. So that being said, we've arrived at the time, my friend, very quickly. What is your <laughs> game prediction this Sunday in Foxborough? Uh, well, I can never go with, uh, you know, a normal score that everybody sees because, you know, I guess I just got, you know, Browns wise with going for two and miss, missed extra points. If it was something like New England 33 Cleveland 26 somewhere in that range my, my, my guess is I, I would say you know 
unless everything breaks right for Cleveland, you know, New England wins by, you know, touchdown or less. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you. I, I have, I think I'm going to have the Patriots by seven points in this game. I have them winning by a touchdown. Not going to give the final score prediction just yet. I usually reserve the right to do that on my <laughs> Friday episode. So I'm going to tease my audience a little bit and have them tune in on Friday as they always do for that. But uh, yeah, I think the Patriots take this one by a touchdown. But I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. And the Cleveland Browns are going to present a challenge to the New England Patriots on Sunday. And I'm looking forward to this again. This is one, like you said, when we opened the show, it's been circled on the calendar of a lot of Cleveland Browns fans. I got news for you. Patriots fans had this one circled, too. They're looking forward to seeing Baker, Odell, and the Cleveland Browns come into town as well. So this is going to be a fun one in Foxborough on Sunday. Oh, no doubt about it. And then you get the, you know, obviously you add in the fact that it's 430 game. You got, obviously, you know, Jim Nance and Tony Rollo and House. Um, definitely looking forward to it. No doubt about it. Oh, without absolutely without question. Jeff, again, it has been a blast sharing the microphone with you today. Thank you for inviting me into your home to come in and talk to some of your listeners today regarding the Patriots. And uh, I, I assure you that uh, it's been our honor at Locked On Patriots to have your wisdom and counsel grace our airwaves. Uh, and you've definitely uh, enlightened my listening uh, fan base uh, a, a little bit on what the Cleveland Browns are going to bring to the table on Sunday in Foxborough. So thank you very much, my friend. Oh, absolute pleasure, Mike. Um, and look, I mean, you know, it's, you know, some of these episodes I do when I go in a little more confident, I go in a little more cocky, but um, uh, I mean, you, know, you can't literally go in and mess with the best, uh, you know? <laughs> New England is a great humbler, my friend. I definitely agree with you. No I, doubt. I, can un- I can understand that, but rest assured that there is a lot of respect on this side of the microphone as well for the team that you guys are putting out there. And I think the Cleveland Browns are better than that two and four record. And I think they're going to show that as we move into the second half of the season. And we definitely hope that you have enjoyed crossover Wednesday here with locked on Patriots and locked on Browns as Always, please join us each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network via your preferred podcast provider. For Jeff Gloyd of Locked On Browns, I am Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and a great week, everybody.